Awesomes. Welcome to Offensive Points Week 11 Game Previews. This is where we're going to dive into all of the games and give you guys a start, guys to look out for, guys to stash on your bench. But before we get to that, head over to idpguys.org and check out all the tools offered. Awesome stuff. Also, head to idpguys.org and use the promo code Possum to snag 50% off of the season-long subscription. All this is going to do is help you secure the dubs, which in turn will secure the bag. Josh, Billy, what's up? You know, just happy to be here again. Week two for us here on the pod. Uh, already said this on the other one that we've already recorded. I don't know which one's going out first. I don't know which pod. We're just out here filming some content, talking about fantasy football. I know we just joined midseason, so if you're like, who are these guys? Don't worry. You'll you'll get to know uh, the whole possum thing. It, it might be a little bit annoying, but don't worry. We'll get you in the passel eventually, so just Sim, bear with You're us. You're already also, in the past. So welcome to the past. Welcome to the past. Josh, Josh hated the possum thing for the oh, first yeah. like four or five months of us. I wanted it, to so. be the offensive points pterodactyls, and they wouldn't go for it because it technically starts with a T, even though the spelling is blah 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 blah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if, if bitch if, to if, say pterodactyl, Josh. It's, some of us have speech impediments. All right. Plus, what you is don't do the, the intro? What's the plural of that? Pterodacti, like I don't. Pterodacti, exactly. Pterodacti, like I don't. What I don't is know. a vassal of pterodactyls? I have. Oh God! See, look, Pretty we might good. switch it up. You never know what's going to happen. On this I'm just saying, if I say "Hola, pterodactyls," it's it's weird. You don't I have like to do it. Spanish, man. There's people it that listen weird. in German and and Australian. I know that's not a. Alvita Zane pterodactyls. I mean, yeah, you could have switched it up. You don't have to do Spanish, man. There's plenty of languages out there. Rolls off the tongue. All right, I'll do one in a different language every week. <laughs> I love that. Um, all right, guys, we're on week 11. Uh, we had an offensive coordinator get fired in Ken Dorsey. That was fun. Mac Jones got benched in Germany. That was fun. We just, like, have all sorts of fun stuff. I'm, apparently, uh, Trayvon Diggs is being the mouthpiece for Stefan Diggs and trying to get him out of Buffalo. Week 11 is, is just turning out to be one of the weeks where like things are imploding, and I love it. I am a chaos kind of person, so I love chaos. Can we go ahead and week. circle back to Stefan Diggs trying to get out of Buffalo? Where were you two weeks ago, man? Like, if you wanted out, you had a chance. I mean, I, probably they not. Were they probably weren't going to trade you, but like, how are you going to be like, ah, my brother wants to get traded now, Trayvon? Like, too late. You missed it. I don't know if you guys know when the trade deadline is, but it's it's past. No, but it's it's just fantastic. And you know, I again just love chaos this time of year. So it's very fun to see. Um, but we are on to week eleven game previews. So I will kick us off with the Thursday night football game. We finally have a good one. Al Michaels can finally wake up from his coma he's been in for the last month and call the game properly. Bengals versus Ravens. All right, on the Bengals side, Joe Burrow. Ever heard of him? Yes, he is a definite start against this Ravens team. Um, haven't loved his consistency this year. It's been kind of up and down, but I still think that the Bengals are going to be in every game as long as he's the quarterback. And then on the Ravens side of things, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews didn't have a great week last week, and Lamar Jackson just completely imploded. That's playoff Lamar, folks. Like that, what you saw right last week against the Browns, that's playoff Lamar. Um, and he came out a little earlier this year. He's like a groundhog, I guess. And 
So yeah, Lamar, Mark Andrews, good to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and circle back to the Joe Barrow thing. Five straight weeks of like great football or good football comparatively to the beginning of the season. The end season sucked, but Joe Burrow 300 yards in the last three weeks, basically every week. Uh, no, Joe Burrow's back, baby. Uh, we're all good for and grooving for Joe Burrow. And this is why you drafted him. So hopefully you didn't, you know, drop him or trade him. That'd be silly. Anyway, if running you back, Joe Burrow, you're done. I meant, I meant trade him really, or like, although you could have Dak Prescott or CJ Stroud on your team too. And then you're just like, what do I do? I don't know what you do. Sorry. That's not what we're here for. They're not playing each other. CJ uh, Stroud every time. Ah, uh, Joe, Joey B, man. Once he gets Higgins, and all right, anyway. Uh, running back, NFL MVP, CJ Stroud, mind you. We'll get to okay. it. Okay, Joe Mixon, only running back that ever touches the ball on this team. You are going to start him. Uh, it'd be nice to see him get some more points, but I think 13 is fine against the Ravens. Is a tough matchup. I, I just think that he'll more than likely just be fine. And I, I mean, you'd rather this is this, this would be a rare sit if you were gonna sit him, but don't do it, please. Uh, Gus Edwards has actually scored in four straight games and is still getting enough of the workloads to draw a start. Although Keaton Mitchell seems to be the real deal. And while the sample size is really small, uh, would be the running back. I would want to start if I had to choose between the two. Um, I really think you in the, for a future workload to know how efficient he is in long term instead of just a complimentary back to Gus Edwards and Justice Hill and Lamar even, um, I wouldn't be mad if you're thinking about starting him, but I'm not going to tell you to do it basically. The four touches kind of threw me off on Keaton Mitchell, man. It I mean, he did drop that end zone. More. He dropped that touchdown he really should have had. But they seem dedicated to get him some more work. So I agree with you. I'm not starting him this week, but I'm excited. For if it game. wasn't a Thursday game, too, like if this was a Sunday game and they're like, we're going to give Keaton Mitchell the ball more, they're not going to say that before Thursday. Yeah. So anyway. Oh, you're right, man. All right, so the receivers, uh, Chase had the back injury going to the game uh, last week, didn't do much early. He said that he, as he played, the back loosened up on him. He will be fine in this one. Chase had five receptions for 31 yards the first time these teams met, but as we saw last week, it only takes one play with them. Add that Marlon Humphrey missed practice yesterday, and Chase is even better to go. Tyler Boyd had a great day last, last week uh, until he dropped the game-winning touchdown, uh, but he's a solid play this week. He saw eight targets in week two against the Ravens. Higgins is out, uh, but he had a big day against the Ravens in week two as well. So I guess you could start Trent Irwin if you are super desperate, but I'm not buying that at all. Uh, and then but two that? catches for two catches for Irwin. Ugh. Yeah, yeah he, was was everyone's list. he was on yeah. everyone's list last week. And then uh, the Bengals have a bend, but don't break defense. Uh, that was until last week. But both Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard are questionable. So Lamar could have a huge long great time to throw the football in this one Rashad Bateman is a major desperation play but he looked okay last week State Flowers is a weekly flex for me even though he's had some down weeks as of late and then OBJ missed practice with a sore knee he has been coming on but I'm not excited to get him in my lineup anymore I hated seeing Bateman do good because it's like I know this isn't gonna last like, oh look he caught a ball again like me and Joe are just like oh he did it again and eh, now yeah. we're good he didn't do much but he was just open all the time and when Lamar hit him, it was pretty. I wish he was good. I gave up on that train a long time ago. But yeah, I mean, this should be a good game all around. I mean, it'll probably be high scoring, but it's a divisional game. So you never know. Hope so. Um, Bengals. Right. Yeah, I got Bengals as well. Bengals need if Bengals lose this one. That is not good shape for the Bengals. I, I think I the know. Ravens have really, I don't want to even say get gotten lucky because they're actually playing pretty good football, but I think they've just their opponents 
have not played well against them, not only because of their defense, but just in general, like there's been a lot of missed opportunities for their opponents. And I don't think Joe Burrow misses those opportunities in this game. Well, I just don't get how the Ravens defense can do what they did against the Lions and then do this against the Browns. Like I know it's a division Mm -hmm. game and everything, but like, that's complete night and day. The Browns were doing whatever they wanted to in that second half. Um, I did like Roquan having 21 tackles, though. That was absurd. Amazing. Bet that made you miss him a little bit. You know what? And since we're on the IDP channel, once again, uh, yeah, play Roquan Smith. Don't need to tell you that one, though. Start him. Sure. Okay. On to the other divisional battle. Steelers, Browns, same division. And they are playing again. Um, No, you're not starting Kenny Pickett. I'm sorry. It'll never happen. Uh Old Pat Fryermuth is slated to come back this week. I would be hesitant. Um, and I know, you know, you're probably on your ESPN app and he has projected points again. I'd be cautious. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be full, even if he is out there completely. Um, and then on the other side, Deshaun Watson and Njoku are a good tandem and they seem to be hitting a, a certain stride um, that you're going to want from them going down the stretch here. So they're both good to go in my book. Yep. Yeah. Uh- Freemuth coming back this week? Has there been word, or is it just it looks like he's got he's got projections in ESPN, and they're saying it. I just I would be cautious. He said he was well, going to not... play last week, and then they said no. So okay, I know. honestly, I was just curious for myself because like I I love me some Freemuth. I'd love to see it. It wasn't happening even before that, so there's no way I'd start him. But uh, yeah, and our boy what? Tom Chris from the fantasy injury team said that it looks like Watson has a high ankle sprain, so I'd be very careful with that. Was one. it ankle? It looked like knee. Cool. Good to know. Yeah, they said it was a high ankle sprain. Yeesh. Well, we'll have to see what his, you know, his sage or whatever he's got to consort with to see if he's going to play or not. Says Joe. So careful you with your medicine. Careful with your medicine talk, pal. He's got to consult his high order before he. You talking about Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I mean his massage therapist. Okay. Anyway, into the running backs. All four. Y'all back. are saying these jokes, not me. I just want to be excluded from yeah, this. Yeah, Ellie is not included in the fun talks that we have. Uh, all four running backs in this game are viable to start in this game and really for the future. Uh, Najee and Warren have both been amazing the last few games and seem to be complimenting each other perfectly, finally, for being completely honest. And Hunt seems destined to get into the end zone each week. I think it's four straight at this point and not doing a whole lot else, but is still getting a decent amount of the workload and should see a much easier D-line than the Ravens like they did last year, or last week, sorry. Um, Although the Steelers have cleaned it up a bit, they are getting gashed on the ground still. Ford looked great against the Ravens, great run against the great run defense of the Ravens, and like I said, all four are good options. Um, I think if I had to rank them, though, just to like give you a little bit of option here, Ford, Najee, Warren, Hunt. Ford would be a good trade for, too. Yeah, I did have Ford on my list. He's been written down for a while. I like that one. I agree with you, man. Elijah Moore for the receivers is very startable when Deshaun Watson is at quarterback. He had nine catches in week two against the Steelers, and it was good to see him get in the end zone last week. Amari Cooper obviously is starting for you. He gets a pretty good matchup. Last time the Steelers played the Browns, Deontay was out. Pickens balled out. He had 10 freaking targets and managed to get four for 127 and a touchdown. Uh, but Deontay is back and will absorb most of those targets. So I don't really know what's going on with Pickens right now. Uh, he's a low end flex and Pickett only cares about Deontay when he's out there. So low end flex for Pickens and Deontay, very solid wide receiver too for me. I think Pickett can just only look at one wide receiver at a time is the issue. Yeah. Definitely. First three guy for sure. 
for sure. Um, Browns. I got Pittsburgh winning this, actually. No, I don't. I got the Browns. Sorry. <laughs> I, do. I really, I really thought yes, about it, and I was like, nah. Yeah, Joe, you can take the two L's so far. I just Next hate game, the, that they just keep coming back and winning the Steelers. Like, it's just every game you watch them, you're just like, how the fuck is this team winning? Like, it's just so frustrating. All right, just to bring it back to my mind process, it was, oh, shit. Watson's a little injured. That's what will do it. But honestly, they didn't win because of Watson last week. They won because of the running backs and the defense. And that's why they win this game, too. Well, and that, yeah, as I said, that pick six was pretty much why they won. Um, all right. On to the Cardinals versus the Texans. I'm actually really excited for this game. I mean, it's a two and eight team versus like a four and five team. But I, both these quarterbacks are fun. So Kyler's a start. Um, he really seems to have something with Trey McBride, at least if the first game has any indication of that. Um, he was the top receiver for the Cardinals. So that'll be that's a fun little wrinkle. And then on the Texan side, CJ Stroud, easy rookie of the year. I think he should even be getting some MVP talk. I don't think it's like top two, but I think he should be at least in the top five as far as MVP voting voting goes, because this kid is just amazing. We haven't had a guy come in like this in a long time, I feel like. Two um, and then and then yeah, and then Dalton Schultz is one of his good targets among many who Joe will get into. Um, but Dalton Schultz is good to go. I just the, everything about this Texas often Texans offense that's not a running back named Damian Pierce is good. Yeah, and spoiler alert, I was going to talk about that, but I do this to Billy all the time, so I can't even be mad. Uh, but anyway, let's start with Arizona. Mighty Mouse came back, and so did Connor. Uh, so listen, he did exactly what he does every game, and he should be in your lineup if you're looking at that. And you go, I only got seven points. This is bullshit. Yes, he didn't find the end zone last week, but this is literally what he does. He gets 16 to 25 carries, and he gets 70 to 80 yards. Pause, pause. Okay. That's some bullshit, by the way. Clayton Toon comes in for a one-yard touchdown. Wasn't Kyler, wasn't James Conner, the two people you're like, I need a rushing touchdown from one of these guys. Nope. The Toon man comes in. Looney Toons comes in and steals that touchdown. Just ridiculous. You know, I actually Yeah, totally. Uh, John, I literally completely forgot about that because I literally saw that and I go, that's a typo. And then I just moved past it and kept watching football. Uh, but yeah, no, honestly, Connor's going to find the end zone. Do not worry. He's going to roll. This is what Connor does. I don't even like Connor, but he still does it. And it's just, it is what it is. Uh, and for Houston, uh, as Billy alluded to, Singletary did what everyone was hoping, but the week before, and he broke out and got huge and probably no one started him. Like, I'm sure there's like three people out there that started him and good for you. 30 carries for 150 yards. He should be started against one of the worst run defenses in football as well. And I don't even care if Pierce is back. If Pierce is back, he's probably not going to get 30 carries again ever. But like in general, like Pierce is sitting whether he returns or not at this point. And it's sad to say, but Pierce just hasn't looked right. And, uh, you know, he'll probably break out for a big one just because I said that. So I'm sure Devin Singletary is a super nice person, but fantasy football Devin Singletary can kiss my ass and I will not start him. <laughs> I just feel like you kind of have to after that. And playing Arizona is juicy. Yeah, you know, you, you felt like you kind of had to start him the week before it too, and that didn't work out. So anyway, receivers. You can tell the chemistry is still there between Kyler and Marquise Brown. It's only a matter of time before he flips the switch, and I'm happy to start him until he does so. The Falcons really focused on stopping Brown last week, so fire him up. The Texans also play a lot of cover three, so I like Rondale Moore in daily circles, not in season long. 
And lastly, it was great to see Michael Wilson get involved with Kyler. I was kind of interested how that was going to work out. So this offense, like Billy said, oddly exciting. We like it. And then uh, the Texans don't practice until tomorrow. But we had all the indications last week that Nico was good to go before ultimately sitting. If he plays, you have to start him. Um, Tank Dell has 25 targets in the last two weeks and has caught 12 for 173 touchdowns. So you're starting him. The Cardinals have given up 15 touchdowns through the air, so they aren't really stopping anyone. The conundrum here is if Nico plays, then what happens with Noah Brown? Since their bye week, Noah Brown has played roughly 75% of the snaps, even with Nico out there. In fact, those two weeks, he actually had the same number of targets as Nico. So I think this really just opens up a whole new can of worms for defenses, and all of them can be started. Yeah. I think Noah Brown, if Nico's starting, is probably you don't really want to do that. But although he was very viable, but at one point Tank Dell was injured during that game and was out for a little stretch. So I think Noah Brown, I'd be a little eek about. Yeah, but it is working. It is working. Yards, man. So I, I know. I don't know what I don't know how you can bench him right now. Really. It is working yeah. and it's weird. Yeah, it more just sucks for like the Robert Woods believers out there because oh know, he dr- he had a touchdown called back too because he went out of bounds and we never saw it happen, which was a weird play. Yeah. Like they reviewed it for about six and a half hours. Yeah, like. he stepped out of bounds three years ago, and they they decided that that touchdown <laughs> didn't count. Um, I'm gonna go Texans, but I kind of think the Cardinals win, but I'm gonna pick the Texans. Yep, we got. I'm gonna go Texans. I'm gonna go Arizona because I need to split this up. I don't think this is a 3-0 game. I think this is a, one of those games that could actually be pretty interesting. I just really feel like the, the Cardinals are. I just can't give them a clean sweep. Yeah, I feel that. Um, all right, on to the Titans versus the Jags. Uh, the Jag side of things, God, this team's confusing with Trevor Lawrence. One week he looks like the number one pick in the draft, and then against the 49ers, he looks like he does. He looks like a bust. He looked like a bust this week. He looked horrible, and I don't know what to make of it. You got to still roll him out, but if he's going to have more games like that, hopefully you're thinking about a different option, or maybe you could try to trade for somebody. Because you rolling him out in fantasy, are you? I mean, you have to, right? Because like there is weeks, like especially against like the Titans, that he's going to be probably viable in the game. But against the 49ers, he doesn't look like he belongs. So I don't know. You probably oh, have. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Will Levis. I'm sorry. That's my bad. No, I'm talking about Trevor. Like no, Trevor. No, no, no had... I got. Sorry. No, not not Levis. No, T Law. If you're gonna start T Law, you gotta have to. But I would start thinking about trading for somebody else or trying to come up with a different option because he's just not consistent enough. Um, Evan Ingram's still good to go. He's getting the right amount of targets. Levis, nope, can't do it. Sorry. I know one of these games coming up in the future, he's gonna pop off again, but. I... Let's not just bank on it being this week. And then Chig's kind of are averaging around four to six targets a week. I think he's kind of touchdown dependent, but depending on your injury situation, you might have to go that route, but I would suggest not. 100%. Okay, sorry. That's my bad. I don't know why. I guess law to me was like Levis, and my brain literally goes, what? No, please don't do that. Don't tell no, me to do that. I'm not Trevor. No, yeah. Last week, man. I, it's just, it hasn't been great. Like the Ridley connection week one and then – a couple other times and it's just been weird well even the uh, kirk one's been off like i don't know that yeah. london trip really maybe i don't know 
They'll double London. Anyway, and running backs. Uh, just to put this into perspective, because I just want to give you something. Taiji Spears has only gotten more than 10 touches twice this year, maxing out at 11 one time. Just want to let you guys know, like in case people keep thinking Taiji Spears is taking over Henry's job. Henry had some bad games, sure. But he should be in your lineup each week. And that's Henry, not, not Taiji Spears. Uh, the numbers don't really make any sense to me from time to time either, but it is Derrick Henry. And if you put him on your bench, he will get 30 points. That is like a guarantee. Uh, Spears is really no more than a low end flex each week. Um, I am excited for the future for him. And he's been fine with that. Uh, you know, no cartilage in his knee as we've been talking hearing about oh, since the draft. Uh, but yeah, no, just don't, don't oh, panic yet. Okay. Uh, as for the other side, Etienne seemingly got benched for Dearness Johnson last week and no, it didn't make any sense to me either. Uh, Etienne's going to be fine and should be started with confidence week in and week out. I don't know what exactly happened there. It's not like he fumbled. It's not like he really looked bad. I mean, he wasn't good, but like neither was Dearness Johnson. So I don't know what happened there. I cannot explain it. I am not a God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've seen people complaining about it on Twitter, man. And I'm just kind of like, I, I no, it's know. just how you ended. That was just <laughs> very abrupt. Like we are not a God. Okay. Anyway, go on. Uh, there. Start your studs. All right. Start your studs. Uh, Hopkins is getting an insane target share, and the Jags are oddly susceptible to the pass with Burke's status unknown with a concussion and Westbrook, Akina, and Chris Moore being the ultimate Jags. Hopkins is really a no-brainer. Uh, Zay Jones can be cut. Just saying. Uh, Christian Kirk actually came through with you for 100 yards on 11 targets last week. The Titans haven't given up a ton of tight ends – or, Jesus, a ton of touchdowns this year, but they have given up a ton of yards to receivers. And that is right in Kirk's wheelhouse. The Ridley thing is wild, though. We know the talent is there, but I, I, flex him, maybe. I don't know, dude. Do you sit him? I, I'm starting to think you have. I I think you can flex him, but if he's your wide receiver, too, man, you're in trouble. Oh, like, dude, I hate it. And he was drafted stuck. like four, round four or five, maybe six, if you got lucky. Yeah. Like, I, I hate it. I hate it. I, it's the weirdest thing. I can't it's even. It's not even you. his think, fault. It's Agnew and it's Lawrence. No, and... it's Trevor Lawrence's fault because he is the super spreader and just throws it to everybody. <laughs> super spreader. Here we're gonna get dinged on some list. <laughs> it's a little uh, nineteen checklist underneath. I'm not saying it. I didn't yep. say it. It's fine. Thank you. All right, Joe. Sorry. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, you're okay. good. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, Jags come back and win. This one. I think the Jags right. have a good game, actually, finally. Maybe not Ridley, but everyone else probably does okay. I'm going to be so pissed if Ridley just studs out this week. I hope he fucking does. I think I have to yeah. start him in multiple leagues, so I don't really have a choice. So, Yeah, hasn't been a solid year. Um, all right, on to our first huge spread of the week, uh, Raiders-Dolphins. It's 12-point spread going into this game. Uh, the Dolphins side of things, you got Tua. Obviously, you're going to start him up. Um there's no tight end on this game. Friends don't let friends start Durham Smythe, so don't, you know, we're friends. Don't do that. <laughs> on the Raiders side of things, uh, AOC, Aiden O'Connell, no. No, no, no. Don't start Aiden O'Connell or AOC, as I like to call him. And then Michael Mayer, uh, tight end for the Raiders. Uh, it's kind of touchdown dependent. I haven't loved it. The consistency isn't there. I'm hoping eventually as the season goes on, he can get more involved, but it's just not there yet. It's looking good for the future, though, with Mayer. That's what I like about it. But yeah, don't start him this week or really ever. Um, 
running back wise, this is super easy. Uh, honestly, Miami's kind of boring to do on these previews because it's like, you know, you're starting. But anyway, uh, Jacobs, he's a start week in and week out, uh, and he will be as long as he's healthy, especially now that we're actually seeing some more efficiency from this team as a whole. Mm, it's hard to say, but Jacobs at least is doing better. Um, and you're not sitting him even against a tough matchup. And on the Miami side, we may finally have the explosive a chain, a chain, or as we coined him before he got injured, sadly, Akon back. Um, but he is in your lineup. If he makes it back this week, you cannot sit him. Like it's just not possible. But doesn't matter what a chain does, it is most dirt in your lineup every single time for obvious reasons. Even with a chain, there was one bad game that a chain did all the things. Akon, whatever his name is. I don't know what he wants to be called, but I'm gonna call him Akon. I'm done. That's it. The Akon versus AOC matchup that we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Just Akon, excellent broadcasting, guys. I love it. Uh, so Coach Antonio Pierce said it. We know it. And the Raiders' plan is to pepper Devontae Adams with targets. If this game is going to be competitive at all, that is how they're going to have to do it. Jacoby Myers has been getting nowhere near the targets he saw with Jimmy G, but he will have to be involved if they plan on winning this game. Can we please, 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 please get a few deep shots to Trey Tucker? This is a guy I would absolutely float some trades for in Dynasty. Um, Kirk Cousins is going to love throwing the ball to him next year. And then on the Dolphins side, you're starting Waddle and you're starting Hill. The Raiders have a good record against wide receivers this year, allowing the seventh, fewing, few, seventh fewest, fewest receiving yards and only seven touchdowns. Get there. But look at who they have played. The Jets, the Giants, the Lions, the Bears, the Patriots, the Packers, the Chargers, the Steelers, the Bills, and the Broncos. They haven't played anyone near, with the exception of the Chargers and the Lions, anywhere near the Dolphins. And they are coming off a of bye week ready to destroy the Raiders. So they they even get a better boost if Amik Robertson misses this one. He is fighting the concussion. Bro, I don't even want to say I tuned you out because like I all the stuff you said was was relevant, but I could not listen to anything past the Kirk Cousins is gonna love him next year because you're so right. You're so right. Mm -hmm. This is such a Raiders move to be like, yeah, we'll get Kirk Cousins now. That'll help mm -hmm. us. I and it probably will. It's I mean, at this point, anything will help them. But like, that's nail on the head, dude. If you can go smash some bets on Kirk Cousins' landing spots, put up, put some money on Las Vegas for me. For sure, yeah, Billy, you're gonna have to drive across the bridge for us. Okay, sounds good. There's no betting um, in Missouri, which is where we're from. So, yep, not until at least 2025. Awesome, <laughs> love this state. It's so sweet. Great. Miami wins. We don't need to talk about it anymore. But I do think the Raiders cover. I don't think they. I don't think they lose by twelve. I don't. I'll fireball bet you they don't cover. Okay. See Stay. that that's one that's one I will take. Um. All right. Cowboys Panthers. Another big. Can we get to the big, good games? Big, there big are some spread. good games here. I promise. I'm. I'm I tried to put like the. I sandwiched the boring ones in the middle so we could get to the good ones at the end. Fair enough. Um. All right. Cowboys Panthers. You're never starting Bryce Young ever. Like there's not a chance you were ever going to start Bryce Young. Um, Cowboys side, Dak and Ferguson have a very good connection. Dak really plays well against bad teams. So here's a bad team and here's Dak Prescott playing well. So I'm going to go ahead and bet Dak has a good week this week. Yeah, he's been having great weeks the last few weeks. Um, okay, I'm going to take a quick break just because as we were talking about the Cardinals, I realized this. The Cardinals had lost every game up, up until playing Atlanta with Kyler Murray coming back except for the game against Dallas, which just makes it so much worse. Like they lost against Washington, the Giants, 
Seattle Rams, and they played some good teams too, obviously in the middle of that, San Francisco and whatever, but they beat the fucking Cowboys. We cannot just forget about that. I'm not saying Carolina is going to do that. I don't, I don't, it's definitely not going to happen, but I just wanted to bring it up. Cause like Cowboys, it's just funny looking at the, if you look at the, the Cardinal schedule, anyway, uh, running backs, better days are ahead for Pollard, but the run game is not what the Cowboys are known for, at least in the later weeks. Uh, but while I'm not against sitting Pollard, his workload is still averaging up to around 15 touches per game, which is hard to bench at any time throughout the fantasy season. I personally think you're going to need to ride it out unless you have way better options, which you probably don't because you drafted Pollard with your first round pick probably or second round. Um, on the other side, uh, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, the Twitter community sees it. Everybody sees it. No clue why the Panthers have completely given up on their highly paid running back, Miles Sanders, while Chuba is doing just about nothing. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Blackshear's in there for whatever reason, doing nothing as well. Uh, Sam Sanders kind of seems like the scapegoat to the Carolina Panthers, in my opinion. Uh, but Chuba, you you should probably start week in and week out, but I, it's just hard to do against this Cowboys team and really ever for the, the car. It's hard to say start anyone on Carolina except for one person Joe's going to talk about. Um, but I am huge on a buy low for Sanders and Dynasty just gen in general. His value is somehow in rock bottom, uh, which is surprising considering the Eagles just didn't even try to use him in 2021. So uh, just a little tidbit there because it's a really boring game for me for football. Would you consider Josh Tony Pollard like a sell right now? Like maybe you could fish him out to get um, we did a trade podcast before this. Go listen to that. Or I think it might be on YouTube too. So go listen or watch that. But we had mentioned people that, you know, you could trade away for them. I think Tony Pollard might be a guy you could trade away. For one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I don't think that Pollard is a sell. If I got to be honest with you, I understand. Okay. You're, I, think, I feel like you're selling at his lowest and it's not worth it for you. This is the end of the year. I think you're going to get more, more consistency from the end of the year. The only issue with this game for me is... If he doesn't get one early, this game could get out of hand. He could, then that's honestly why his numbers haven't been great. They haven't ran out a lot of games. The Cowboys, when they win, they win. And they're up by 20 points, so they pull all their starters at the end. You get you get Cooper Rush out there, and you get Rico Dowdle in there. Like I mean, it wasn't that he did bad last week, and he's getting 16 carries a game. It's hard to say, like, sit Pollard, but like if he doesn't get a touchdown in the first two and a half quarters and this game's out of hand, he doesn't get to touch the ball again. That's what sucks. Like, the Cowboys are either like in really close games and then losing or they're winning games by like 30, which is super weird all around. Yeah, I would say you got three, four days here. Try to get Tony Pollard on your team. Yeah, if you could trade for Tony Pollard, I'm about yeah. it. But I don't I don't I just don't feel like it's worth trading because the Cowboys are not going to keep this dominant dominancy up. They're playing some pretty bad teams over the next few weeks and eventually it's going to get back to reality. So even playing like a, a team like Seattle, I'm not looking at the roster, but I'm saying like playing a team like Seattle, that's not going to be a blowout. You know what I mean? That's going to be a close game. That would be a Pollard game if I had to guess one. So, but I like your style, Bill. I mean, if you can trade for Pollard, I think is the play. And I don't think you have to give I up. Like it, I just feel like it needed to be mentioned. All yeah. right. Sorry. Joe. I think you could honestly stash or Miles Sanders too. I mean, they're paying him so much money. He's going to get back on the field. Oh, here. I think Miles Sanders needs to be on rosters right now, and he's free. I've been picking him up in leagues. I, I traded to him to a team and then picked him back up, which was great. Yeah. And I, I know it's not – I'm not using him right now, but I'll I'll waste that bench spot because if Sanders ever gets 20 carries a game, which he should be right now, you're paying him millions of dollars. Why are you not giving him 20 carries a game? It's not because Miles Sanders is bad. It's because his team is bad. I feel like that's yeah. the scapegoat. Uh, we're not good because Miles Sanders. Well, we've seen it the last two weeks when you didn't use him. 
Don't know what yeah. your, don't know your excuses now. I just love seeing Sanders on waiver wires. I'm like, yeah, I'll pick him up. Why not? That makes Funny. a lot of sense. It's not hurting um, on the wide receivers, it's pretty easy here, except for a couple things. Um, you're starting compact, compact disc slam everywhere. You're going to ride that wave. He is absolutely killing it. The question really comes down to Cooks. I thought the Cooks signing was going to be dope, but here we are. Outside of last week, Cook has never cracked 50 receiving yards on the Cowboys. Is this the spark we really needed, or do the Giants really just suck? Uh, I'm not breaking my neck to get Cooks in my lineup in any way, shape, or form. I assume you had found a better option that you would play, so I would kind of play it that way. If it happens this week again, by all means, put Cooks back in your lineup. And then Gallup is a big no for me, dog. Just to note, this game is in Charlotte, and the Cowboys have scored almost 50% less on the road and allowed 50% more points. After saying that, Thielen is the only guy you should start on the Panthers, and the Cowboys are a stifling defense, and they are about to fuck Bryce Young's whole day up. 100%. Although Micah Parsons didn't do anything last game, which is wild to me. Zero points. Zero points. I don't think he had to. Tommy DeVito. I mean, I understand he didn't have to, but like, how did he not get a tackle? Like, how did he not catch a stray Saquon? It's kind of like when like a lion is out in the wild and he sees like a, a gazelle that's like doesn't have a lot of meat. And he's like, meh, just go get the next one. Don't need this he one. Saved himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, meh, I'll get the I'll get the next one. This one's kind of weak. I love that. Cowboys win, but how cool would it be if Carolina won this game somehow? It would be hilarious. Arizona and Carolina. It would be the most Cowboys thing you could possibly do. It would be hilarious. Okay, on to what is potentially the third and final blowout of the week. That is the Lions versus the Bears. Uh, Fields should be back. So that'll be exciting. A good boost for the Bears. Um, Komet is a start, I would say. He plays well with Fields. And then the golf Laporta connection wasn't as great in this last game, but they didn't necessarily need it to be. I wish you could have gotten more out of Laporta in a 38 point game, but whatever. It just wasn't that wasn't that in the game script. So this one should be a good one for him to get fired up. Hundred um, percent. I will say uh, this is two teams with probably more running backs than anything else to start. So um, for Chicago, let's start there. If there was one, if I had to choose, and there was just one guy, I'd be Foreman. Uh, but with Herbert likely to return from his absence, uh, I think you should probably just sit all Bears running backs for now until we see how this really starts to shake out. Um, and then you got Justin Fields coming back in, who's another running back. So there's four running backs. Deontay Foreman's not even in the existence anymore. Or not Deontay Foreman, Deontay Johnson. Deep. All right, whatever. Anyway, Did you, you just get call it. my quarterback <laughs> running back, bro. He is a running back. I don't know what you think he is, but he's a running back. Johnson, Johnson, Roshan, Johnson. Roshan. Jesus Christ, man. Deontay's all these Deontay's out there. All right, anyway. I feel like whenever Johnson. you have your stroke in the future, it's going to be something like that. That's how Deontay Johnson, know Deontay starting. Foreman. <laughs> yeah, Deontay. Deontay Foreman, Deontay Johnson, Roshan Johnson. Roshan, start, yeah, Roshan. randomly saying names that sound remotely with each other. I think I'm just having a stroke at all times. But anyway, uh, yeah, you're saying <laughs> Bears, Bears running backs. If you had to start one as Foreman, Deontay, that is. Uh, for the Lions, I think we should finally see a pretty evenly split workload from here on out. Uh, this is what I think everyone expected in the beginning. Uh, fortunately, both did score last week, but with Monty's 70, without Monty's 75 yarder, I should say, his stats look pretty rough. Uh, it would be, it would have been 11 carries for 41 yards, and uh, that's not great. And although, you know, he usually gets 20, and that usually turns into 80 and a touchdown. Uh, it really seems that they aren't shy about giving Gibbs goal line carries uh, after seeing two one-yard touchdown runs. 
Uh, so just saying this could have just been a Montgomery getting back into shape, you know, not going to rough him up or anything. But if I were a betting man and with Gibbs explosive play style, he should have the edge just a bit, but they're both obviously viable starters week in and week out. Um, but Montgomery, although could take right back over and get 30 carries again. So who knows what's going to happen, man. I had such flashback when Jameer Gibbs took that like 40 yard rush and got tackled at the one. I just had flashbacks of Devante or geez, Swift. We're just going to say Swift. Um, yeah, when Swift, Swift would run down to the one every time that Jamal Williams would come in. And I was like, man, here it goes. And then Gibbs came right back out there and scored the touchdown. That was a two times. Occasion. Yeah. Two times, which occasion. honestly, I thought Montgomery was going to do nothing. And then that 75 yard run came and I was like, all right, cool. We good. We good. Yeah. That was badass. And definitely. It was dude, but for a big guy like that and for him to get that speed coming off an injury was really phenomenal. Like, honestly, this is just, this might be the best duo in uh, no, no, you know, it is the best duo of running backs in the national football league right now. Name a better one. I would love, I'd love to hear it. There is Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler. Well, I was going to say Mostert in the chain, but they haven't played together in a while. So who knows? Yeah, I guess that could be a conversation. All right, you you, you challenged me, Billy, and I don't like it. <laughs> Sorry. All right, wide receivers. Uh, with either Benjamin or Fields, you have to start DJ Moore. The Fields plays, he gets a major boost. The Lions just allowed 257 receiving yards to the Chargers, along with four touchdowns. They've given up 11 on the season, and I do not believe the Bears will even remotely mimic what the Chargers did, but Moore is still a solid option. Mooney seems to be losing snaps to Tyler Scott, uh, but he could be using a game where the Bears are going to have to throw. And then on the Lions side, Amon Ra to the moon. Surprisingly, the Bears have been pretty solid against wide receivers, but Amon Ra is matchup proof and the apple of Jared Goff's eye. And whatever the other jumble of wide receivers is, they're all on your bench. Don't even worry about it. 100%. Joe, for a second, I thought you were going to say something about the Bears actually having a chance at this game, and then you go, never mind, it's not. we're not going to do that. Like The way you set it up, it <laughs> sounded like you're like, yeah, the Bears could do it, and you're like, no, no, it's not happening. I was just saying there's a chance that DJ Moore looks okay. I think just because this is a divisional game, this game could be closer than we're expecting. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think that the Bears will really be in it, but I think it won't be like a sit-your-starters game. I was pretty happy with what our defense did last week, so... If they can continue that, it'll be at least interesting. Sweat has Sweat has given you a lot. I mean, you played the Panthers. Let's calm down. But uh, Sweat has given a lot to the D-line in general. Yeah. Like, it's, it's going to be – I wouldn't be surprised if it's his first sack for uh, for the Bears, at least, that is. Thanks, sir. But Lions win, yeah. Yes, yeah, Lions for sure. Um. Okay, on to the Chargers versus the Packers. Um, I'll just start with the Packers. I hate watching this team play football. It's just disgusting. And the amount of Packers fans that are like, just give Jordan time to cook. I'm like, look at your watches, folks. You don't have time much more time to let him cook. They got to make a decision on him next season. So kind of have to figure this out now. And he has been very not great this year. And I don't see a lot of glimpses. But whatever the case, you're not starting him, even though the Chargers is a beautiful matchup. I just don't think you can put them in this game. I can't do it. Maybe if you're a DFS person, you can try to get cute, but not in your actual leagues. Um, Musgrave, I've seen, I've liked kind of what I've been seeing from him. I think he's a good dynasty buyer right now, actually. Um, but as far as like season long, it's kind of boom or bust, and I would rather not have that uh, worry. And then on the Charger side, Justin Herbert is a the start. They do not have a tight end that they trust, so you are not going to put any of them in their in your lineup. 
Yeah, it's sad to see with Everett. I thought it would be a thing, but it's not. Well, Parnum's been getting, I mean, they've kind of equal each other in targets, but like they, it's, it's kind of a committee. Yeah. Um, and then running back wise, uh, there's two great struggling running backs in this game. Eckler, who seemed to finally get his large workload back to what it's sort of been, uh, hasn't been quite getting the passing numbers that we've seen in the last few years, but should be in for a good game against the Packers, who just absolutely got ran over by uh, or ran over at Pittsburgh. Uh, so usually I would say Aaron Jones will be fine, uh, but getting outplayed by AJ Dillon isn't a great look. Uh, the hamstring injury is clearly holding him back. I don't know what they're doing. Like, why didn't he just go on IR for a few weeks at the very Dude, least? He looks hurt, hurt. He just like, does After every like play, that. he just like lays on the ground and someone has to like full on pick him up. I don't know what they're playing for. They're not playing for anything else. Like they're not winning games. Like it's not, it's not working for them. So I don't, I don't really know. Uh, but yeah, so I don't really want to play Aaron Jones or uh, Dylan uh, until Aaron Jones looks like himself again. Uh, but only really because of the matchup you could play them because um, the Chargers aren't great against the run. But yeah, I, it's Eckler. That's it. If if yeah. I had to be honest, AJ Dillon averaging eight yards a carry is something that is never going to happen remotely in the whole entire world ever again. Yeah, so. don't don't buy don't it. Buy it. <laughs> So, brighter note, uh, I love Romeo Dobbs this week. L.A. is ass against the pass. I think Dobbs scores two touchdowns in this one. I'm all about it. I love the matchup for Christian Watson, too, but here's the thing. He has 14 catches through seven games and only one of one game over 40 receiving yards. This could absolutely be the week. I love the talent, but I am benching this dude, and I'm seeing a lot of people with him still in their lineups. And then Wicks continues to come along nicely, but not startable at this point. Chargers side, Keenan Allen, scary shoulder injury, but he actually came back to finish the game, so you should be fine in this one. He's averaging 10 targets a game, so no-brainer, even if he's limited slightly. Jalen Guyton came right back after an extended layoff, played pretty well, um, played over – and then QJ played over 70% of the snaps the last three games, finally got into the end zone, and the Packers are a bottom three matchup. So outside of Allen, I guess I would go Guyton and then QJ. I don't know. I don't like him either. And then Jair Alexander is still questionable. So even more props to Keenan Allen. Uh, I just want to, I just want to get this off my chest. Cause I've, I feel like I've talked about it a lot, but I just, this is a new audience. So I really got to do it again. Uh, Christian Watson's just not good at football guys. I, I just think we need to go ahead and get this, <laughs> get this out there. Uh, hasn't hit double digits except for the first two weeks. And there was a touchdown where he was standing alone in the end zone because nobody was covering him. It was not him, his route running or his prowess or anything. And it then, was uh, his route running and, and his prowess. No, was it wasn't. It was fine. a, it was an eight, eight second pocket. And Watson just like stood there and was like, Hey, got the touchdown. Sure. Got double digits. And then the next week in Las Vegas, <laughs> he did nothing until two cornerbacks ran into each other and he caught a 40 yard ball. He is not a good wide receiver. And it's not just because Jordan love because Jordan love like actually looked good for a little bit of that time. He's Christian Watson was good. hurt when Jordan love looked good. Uh, Jordan Love looked good for the first four weeks, and then it was and Christian over. Watson was hurt the first four weeks. First three, <laughs> first three, but yeah, Watson just, one week with him. Okay, well, I'm sorry, but it's not just Jordan Love, it was Aaron Rodgers being a good quarterback and Christian Watson getting lucky. I just want to put it out there. He hasn't won any jump balls, he hasn't he hasn't done what the tall wide receiver does, he hasn't like broke out other than broken coverage. That's all he's good at is finding a broken coverage, and it's not even his his doing, it's just it happens. He goes, Oh, look at me, I'm tall, throw the ball to me. 
I'm open. Yeah. All right. Just want to get that. Yeah. So I can't wait until I can't wait until Christian Watson's not in the league anymore because his guy has the same Christian Watson take every single time. But this and is a new this is a new audience. I got to tell him. I got just I he doesn't belong in the NFL. Sorry, so, audience. This is our entire offseason content is like talking about dynasty stuff and Josh complaining about Christian Watson. That's basically it. And a little bit of Eagles talk. You guys are actually lucky that Mike Williams isn't is hurt right now because I think Eagles talk is outweighed by Christian Watson talk by this. this I just I gotta get it off my chest, man. I just realized it's a new thing, and I just it's so bad. He's not good. It's not it. He's back next week. So many people on Twitter that love him too. All right. Anyway, next game. Uh, Yes, Chargers win. Packers suck. All right, on to the Giants versus the Commanders. I am not telling you to start any Giant. There's no way in the world. Um, on the commander side, Sam Howell is good. I'm I was completely wrong about Sam Howell. I, I'll admit he is way better. I don't know necessarily that he's way better than I thought, but like he's definitely proven everything I had hoped for him. My worry is that when Riverboat Ron gets fired this offseason, that the new regime's gonna come in and want a new quarterback. And that kind of scares me a little bit because it's not like he's winning games, he's just looking pretty decent, but I hope another team gives him an actual chance to be a starter because he deserves it. Um, yeah. And then Logan Thomas is good to go. He's got uh, four catches in four straight games, more catches in some of those games. Um, so I think that's a good enough consistent to where, like, even if he doesn't get a touchdown, you're still getting a good amount of points out of that, especially in PPR leagues. Yeah. Uh, running back wise, uh, this is actually a pretty good game for running backs. Uh, even Saquon looked a little bit better. Uh, looked terrible for the Giants last week, like the rest of the team. But when in doubt, you start your stud. Uh, and for Washington, while this pass game keeps rolling, so do somehow Brian Robinson. And we already knew Antonio Gibson was a good pass catching running back. Uh, but Robinson is a set and forget at this point, and kind of great to see him get in, so involved in the pass game. Uh, and while Gibson is really only getting about 10 touches a game, he is doing very fine with them. Uh, and is fending off Chris Rodriguez for now. So he's a def- decent flex option each week with high upside because you never know when or if he'll actually get more than 10 carries. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I know I'm not in charge of wide receivers, but I'm going to preface this to Joe is how is Sam Howe throwing for almost 400 yards a game. And somehow none of them go to Terry McLaurin. Joe. Well, he targets Terry McLaurin a lot. So McLaurin gets a great matchup, but um, I don't know. Billy actually had a really good point about Diami Brown being Howe's receiver in college a while back. I never really thought much of that, but it explains his playing time here and explains that touchdown at the end of the game last week. Um, but you obviously are not starting him. McLaurin does get a good matchup, and he had one of the best his best games of the season against them in week seven. So I like McLaurin. You should start him. I actually love Dotson in this one. He played 95% of the snaps, even with Curtis Samuel back. He runs 48% of his snaps out of the slot, and the Giants give up 21 points a game to slot receivers. Uh, same can be said for Curtis Samuel, who should be more healthy after the toe injury, but give me some dots and I'm all about it. And then I'm not even going to talk about giants wide receivers. So you shouldn't, they're not, they don't, <laughs> they don't exist. They're worse than Christian Watson. Sterling Shepard breakout last week, man. Yeah. Did he? <laughs> he caught a touchdown in garbage time, <laughs> like garbage, garbage, garbage time. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Dumpster fire with the giants. Uh, commanders win. Uh, oh, a, a two yard catch. I didn't even know what yep. happened. <laughs> oh, I love sad. it. Would you, would you guys split? Yeah. Oh, shit. You picked the Giants to win, Joe. 
You know yes, what? Yes, because I want my Bears to have the first goddamn pick in this next draft. Yeah, and never so, mind. I'm going to Washington. Oh, gotcha. I so thought you knew something I didn't know, man. Situation. Well, no. Okay, I, my gut says Giants. So fair enough. But, so. It's weird. Tommy DeVito winning against the Commanders would be the nail in Riverboat Ron's coffin. Let's put that it that way. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back in 30 seconds. Well, I was looking for a prize for my new league, a belt or a ring or a nice trophy. My IDP guys went and had my back. The best swag online for champs is found on Trophy Smack. R-I-N-G, that spells ring. TrophySmack.com has the bling. Good, so good, I have to sing. Go and check them out. They have everything. I can show that I'm the master of Minecraft. I'm a champion in fantasy, and I won't let you forget that. R-I-N-G, that spells ring. TrophySmack.com has the bling. Use promo code IDPGUYS at checkout for a free ring on trophysmack.com. Wow, what an ad, Joe. I, I don't know if we'd seen that one before, but I, I love that. Um, yeah, on trophy advertising. On trophysmack.com, use code IDPGUYS and get your trophy ring. We've seen some of their work uh, at the convention, and it's very impressive stuff. Josh has a medal that he won from the trophy smack guys. So yeah, they're, they're really cool. And if you need any kind of like customized trophy, metal bling ring championship trophy, whatever they have it all there. So use code IDP guys when ordering. Dude, yeah. I'll tell you that super bowl ring though. I held it. You could self-defense weapon right there. hundred percent. Oh yeah. You got to win your championship. I'm sorry that that was bronze. I uh, I apologize to my my partner Patrick. I did not do good enough. I was drunk. Also, I lost the ribbon because I was drunk, and the guys looked like they were going to kill me for it. I was like, oh, "What happened?" I almost got I struck by lightning that night putting Bob. Typical on green team. shirt, being an asshole. Game. Ah, anyway, on to the next game on the list, and that is the Bucks versus the 49ers. We got the Baker Mayfield versus Brock Purdy Bowl. Um, look, the 49ers are ferocious defense. This feels like a bad spot to start Baker, but at the same time, I kind of, it's hard to bench him because I just feel like with the weapons he has every week, he can be good for two touchdowns um, to these guys. And now that he's getting Rashad white more involved. Sorry, Josh didn't mean to step on that Morty's getting those kind of pass yards involved. Um, it makes Baker a little bit better of an option. Uh, Kate Otten's good to start. And then Purdy had one of his best games against the Jaguars last week. I hope he can keep that going. And then Kittle's good to go, too. He seems to be a good uh, in-zone threat. And whoever he dusted from the Jaguars, you should be sad at what that was because Kittle should not be dusting a secondary member for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, it's tough. Um, no, Baker's a solid fill-in. I, I put, him in, put him in a couple lineups last week because obviously I have Hurts and, um, you know, play Tua's and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. Really nice to have Baker Mayfield as a fill-in. If you can get him, go get him for a fill-in. Um, I don't know where you're at in the in this week, and if somebody already has him. But uh, running back-wise, yeah, like like he said, Rashad White. He, I, in my point, I think he's almost set it and forget it land at this point. Um, his passing numbers just keep boosting him to RB one numbers. He's actually, RB one in PPR. I doubt he is in uh, standard, but at the moment he is in PPR, and that's what matters. Uh, he sure he will surely hit a snag against the 49ers jumbo D line, but I think he's really the only option on the ground for the Bucks and should consistently get good enough numbers uh, in PPR matchups. So I think you keep him up. Uh, and then CMC plays, you don't need any help or stats or anything else you, to help you put him in in your lineup. Uh, you just know he's number one. Yeah, he broke his he broke his 17 game streak with a touchdown. Is this the oh, end of Christian Caffrey? 
You know, that is actually him probably, now. that was a miss for me. I really should have mentioned something about it, but honestly, he still put up like 20 points. Like, I mean, he's just he's he just did. Good. And Kyle Shanahan put him in for four straight uh goal line carries and he didn't get it because he wanted Aww. him to get the, re- the record. That's nice he of him. Get, didn't get it. Did not get it. All right. You know who did get it? Debo came back and scored last week, reminding us all that he can put up numbers at any time. However, he can also pull a Houdini and disappear at the drop of a hat. So don't let the performance against Tennessee blind you. The Bucks are very beatable. Ayuk is an underappreciated lock, as he should be in your lineup. And he should have had an even bigger day last week, but the refs got involved. So start Ayuk, Debo, flex territory, if you must. Uh, Mike Evans is a lock wide receiver one, and he also should have had an even bigger week last week, but he dropped a. Uh, dropped oh, a dude, so ugly. Uh, and then uh, the 49ers defense needs a diaper because they have been leaking on the back end. So to get even shittier, Godwin played through the flu last week. He should get a good bounce back and be a low end wide receiver too this week. Love a good pun. Yeah. Always down for a pun. Uh, Godwin's actually been one of those, like, it, it really hasn't looked pretty, but like the fantasy numbers are still pretty consistent. Like he said, one, two games under 10 points in PPR. Yeah. It's like, he's like 11 to 16. It's yeah. Solid, and I think you're, start. I think you're happy with that. You got him in the seventh, the eighth round, sixth round, you know? So anyway, uh, San Francisco comes is, is still, is still a good team, but they could lose this game. I just want to put that up there. Like this could be an L, but it's probably not going to have a big San Francisco. Yeah. I'm gonna go 49ers too. All right, never mind. I switched to Tampa Bay if everybody's gonna pick San Francisco. I don't want this to be a clean sweep. I think this I think this needs to be a game where they're you gotta remember they just lost three in a row before this win. True. I don't know. I can't trust Baker and the Bucks. Every time I do, they break my heart. All right. <laughs> on to the rematch of a week one game where Aaron Rodgers, you know, lost for the season almost. Maybe we'll we'll see. Uh Jets versus Bills. Um, I am not going to tell you to start anybody on the Jets. Uh, why, you know, tight end and uh, quarterback wise, Zach Wilson is ass. I can't physically watching him play football hurts every single week. I don't know why they don't just try a veteran quarterback just to see what kind of difference it could make. Um, but on the Bills side, Josh Allen is still good to go. He's good for fantasy. He's not a good real life quarterback, but he's good for fantasy. And then Dalton Kincaid is doing everything right and he's a good player yep i do need to mention that uh aaron Rodgers is coming back if you guys haven't heard on any of the broadcasts they've talked about it only a couple times so i just wanted to bring it up uh mid-december let's see uh anyway james cook got benched after early and regrettable fumble uh but gained back mcdermott's trust quickly uh well not really quickly it was like a quarter later uh, and more than likely years, although fumbles, you know, were still a bit of a problem. That fumble and scoop while not missing a stride on Monday night was pretty impressive. Uh, but yeah, he should absolutely be in your lineup, especially with the numbers he put up. It didn't even make any sense how he still got 100 yards and like barely played football. Um, but yeah, you're, you're putting him in your lineup. You got to You got to hope for for the best for him to have a quick uh, turnaround and forget those fumbles. And then Brees Hall continues to turn on the Jets. Get it? Bad pun. But anyway, yeah, he's in your lineup. He's real fast. Hmm. He's a car drive real fast. And, you know, he's. Uh... Your guys, I... Michael Carter cut, by the way, Josh. Oh, yeah, they did cut Michael Carter, which made no sense. I was wondering where he's going to go. That's Vikings. Book it. 
Yeah, that's actually super fair. They just signed trash cans, so they're gonna be like, nope, we don't want him. My guy, uh, my guy Israel Abaconda, man, he's gonna be on the active roster now. I'm excited. But it's not like they use Carter. Thing. Like they're gonna use Abaconda. I mean, although they've been in the game Carter. so much they last week using for Carter. no reason. Yeah. No. I kept being like, why the hell is Michael Carter out there last week? Why is Dalvin Cook not in the game? Why is fucking yeah. there was one Carter game where he had six catches and everything else is pretty much nothing. Four catch four touches. Well, he's still yeah. out there. He's been out there. Yeah, fair enough. Snap wise. Anyway. Crazy. Um, so go ahead and book it. Diggs is getting loose for a long touchdown in this one. And then Gabe Davis plays almost 100% of the snaps, but if he doesn't score, he doesn't really do anything for you. So you can start him for upside, but the Jets are pretty tough. And then Shakir fell off last week. He could be needed here in the middle of the field, but he's probably better left on your bench. And then for the Jets, Garrett Wilson is the only startable Jet. I like him a lot. Uh, the Bills are pretty solid against wide receivers, and Zach Wilson sucks. So, you know, it's going to be the same Garrett Wilson thing all year. Still got a nice 40-yard catch, though. Just nice, yeah. Garrett Wilson. Um, you know what? I'm going against the grain here because Bills just ruined my uh, what? What do you call them? Pickums for the for the year. Yeah, so I'm going Jets. Fuck them. Jets. J E T S. Jets. 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 I'm gonna go Bills. Okay. I'm never picking the Bills way. again. Fuck them. They got They gotta start being good eventually. Okay. Seahawks versus Rams, uh, divisional battle in the NFC West. Um, look, Seahawks wise, I'm not going to tell you to start Geno. Can't do it. Um, and then no tight end on this team makes sense. Noah Fant can't catch a ball. I don't know what the hell happened to him. Um, on the Rams side, though, Stafford back, Staff Daddy back in the building, and Higby is good to go when Stafford's in. And Carson Wentz is in the building. North Dakota boy. I guess he just finished hunting season and now he's back. Um, anyway, Seattle's backfield seemingly shut down in week seven and has not looked the same since. Uh, fortunately, Walker did break a 64 yard catch and score to save his day. But don't be surprised to see a, uh, you know, a healthy dose of Charbonnet each week. Uh, although it's not a huge amount, it's still enough to piss you off as a Walker manager. Uh, Walker is still a start and Sharp is still a very, very, very low end flex. Uh, but it was nice to see a nice workload for Walker. 19 carries, although it really wasn't well utilized until that 64-yard catch. Uh, anyway, I I really thought Kyron was going to be back when I wrote this. I, I didn't realize the Week 12 thing. Uh, but when Kyron's back, you start him. Uh, Royce, you can put him back to the waiver wire right now. Uh, we know Kyron's coming back. And you, if you started him two weeks ago, you know that you're pissed off. Uh, and you probably already dropped him. So I hope you did. Uh, but Henderson is a soft hold even when... Uh, Kyron comes back, but I'm down to start him, especially this week. Um, let's see how they bring Kyron back onto the field in the future, though. Uh, but yeah, Henderson without Kyron out there is a smash start, in my opinion. Royce did not do anything to change my mind. I agree with you. The only thing I disagree with is you said a heavy dose of Charbonnet, and I think it should be a heavy pour of Charbonnet, but that's just me. Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah. Missed. Yeah. Mm. Chef's kiss to that, Joe. <laughs> all right so what do we what do we do with the seahawks receiving core uh lockett didn't do a damn thing through three quarters last week but he pulled he turned it around and we are starting him this week the rams have a tough defense but you know lockett's getting close to 10 targets every week 
Metcalf had a solid showing last week, but the Rams held him to just three catches in week one. So he's a flex for me, preferably. I don't know if you have that luxury, but I, I would start him. Just I would prefer someone else. And then JSN, solid PPR day, uh, but nothing beyond that. If you need eight points, nine points, throw them in there. And then uh, Puka and Cup, they get Stafford back. So, hooray, start them. The Seahawks have kind of batten down the hatches on defense, on passing defense at least it seems, but uh, you're starting them nonetheless. Yeah, JSM was a little late to the party, uh, but he really fucked up this this uh, wide receiver room because the Metcalf-Lockett combo was great. You could start either, either of them week in, week out. And now it's looking like, oh, JSN's in there too. And he's getting stealing 10 points away from both of them, basically. Uh, as much as I'm excited to see JSN in the future, just what was Seattle doing? They got JSN and they got Charbonnet and they're not even really using them to their full potential and they're not winning games. So like, how do you improve your offense and somehow get worse? Like I know Gino's quarterback. Last, <laughs> I, under, I understand that Gino last year's uh, situation was a little bit of a fluke, but at the same time, like you add more weapons and somehow get worse. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I, I don't get very it. bizarre, but yeah, that Gino thing last year was more of an aberration. It seems to be good for him for getting, uh, money. yeah, get that bag him and Daniel Jones thieves in the night. All right. Seahawks is my pick. Joe. Hmm. I don't know, man. They had to work hard against the commanders. Give See, me the Rams. Yeah, see, I was really hoping you didn't split because I didn't want to pick either, but I'm going to go Rams here. Okay. By the way, Bucks 49ers is America's Game of the Week. A very interesting pick. Dude, the America's there. Game of the Week can lick my balls, dude. They're always the dumbest. Well, it's always, the, it's always the Cowboys, but this it's week... the Cowboys, Cowboys are playing off. the Carolina Panthers. Let's make that the it's, Game of the Week. Well, it's Bucks 49ers this week, so I'm, I'm glad It's all because of go. Baker, man. Everyone loves Baker. Yeah, I honestly, so. I really do think that'll be a good game, but I feel like there's better games of the week, but okay, whatever. America. I would have gone cards, Texans, personally. Anywho, on to Sunday Night Football. We got Vikings versus the Broncos. Um, look, Josh Dobbs is electric. There is no way around it. He is very, very good, um, and he looks better than Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I don't want to say it too loud, but without Justin Jefferson – they are keeping that train rolling, and it's kind of uh, bizarre to watch. But Hawkinson had his best game of the season. I mean, by far, he had 11 catches, 100-whatever yards. He, he looked incredible. Um, and then on the Broncos' side, Russ is a start. He's been actually pretty good this year, weirdly. It doesn't feel like it because every time you watch Russell play football, you're like, why can't he complete an easy pass? But at the end of the day, he ends up with good stats and a decent fantasy day. And you're like, okay, well, I guess if it's working. Um, and then they they don't have a tight end that they like. Troutman's there, but he's more of just like a a buddy hanging out. Don't you come back to him maybe one day? I don't know. Hope so. Yeah. Uh, running back wise, Madison is not as not great as it is, and this concussion makes it just a bit sketchier. I cannot tell you anything as of Tuesday when we were filming this. Uh, but if he makes it back, you definitely play him. I think. Uh, but if he doesn't, you definitely play Tyson Chandler if you were lucky enough to get him off of waivers, or if you already had him, like Joe, if your prowess making stall moves over here. Uh, but on the other side of it, uh, but by the way, I just want to, to clarify here: I don't like Alexander Madison. For those new listeners out there, I don't think he's good. Um, just want to throw that out there too. Uh, but anyway, on the other side, Javante is back. I do like him for, for let's just set the record straight two straight weeks with 20 plus carries. And why would they stop now? They wouldn't. 
just to clear that up. Fire him up. Uh, and other than pass blocking, I'm still really not sure why P. Ryan gets so much work. He never looks good. It, I would just love to see more McLaughlin in the lineup. Uh, but for now, let's just be happy that Javante is getting his workload. So, yeah, it seems P. Ryan is only in there when Russ does his little fall forward and shuttle pass. That is, that well, must have been a play they worked on exclusively all year. They weren't even quite passing it to him either. Like, there was a couple plays where they passed to him for sure, but it wasn't even like a main game I, I don't know what it was because javante was catching passes too so like it's like why was p ryan in there so much like the snap counts do not make sense to me for that one but whatever yeah i don't know so Schefter says that justin jefferson is unlikely to be back this week uh but the good news is josh is doing great so the vikings have every reason to get him back in the lineup when he is healthy jordan addison is the other start for you osborne should be back this week but he had very limited snaps with dobbs before getting injured not that that mattered with anyone else on the vikings but brandon powell and osborne kind of just guys at this point uh, the broncos have only allowed 110 yards per game to wide receivers over their past five games so we really need to start taking notice of the broncos defense and then corlin sutton absolute touchdown machine russ is always looking for him in clutch situations and then Jerry Judy does pretty good against man coverage, and the Vikings run a decent amount of that. So Judy could have a nice game in this one. I would just like to see Judy actually get utilized. I don't understand why seven targets is the most he's had this year. but yeah, well, I think they finally figured out that Russ is just kind of a think and dunk passer, and that's all yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah, they really did. Like he, had fi- he was like 15 for 17 for 130 yards at one point. It was literally just... Sutton on a quick slant that he knew he'd catch or whatever. Like, I don't know what he's so worried about, but they won the game. So I guess in reality, can't and then Sutton it. almost had two really costly fumbles in that one too. So maybe that doesn't work I so mean, great sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Bills were all over that play though. They knew it they was were. coming. Uh, I, got, I got Denver. When Vikings. Vikings. Keep it rolling. Uh, I go Vikings. Denver all day. Fireball butt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, love it. Easy one. All right, on to Monday night football game. Josh will be in the building for this one. Chiefs, you're starting Mahomes, you're starting Kelsey. I think this is going to be a good back and forth game. So hopefully they can play up to the occasion because I know sometimes they take weeks off when they play bad teams and the Eagles are, in fact, a good team. So hopefully they don't mail it in like they've been doing. Eagles, we're going – Jalen Hurts, obvious start. Uh, tight end-wise, Jack Stoll is the backup. Grant Calcaterra will probably get some work. And then Albert O resurgence? No, I'm just kidding. It's not an Albert <laughs> O resurgence. Um, so I wouldn't start a tight end from this team. Uh, Calcaterra was injured going into the bye. I don't know how he's doing now. So just wanted to put that out there. So Albert O will probably be on the field at some point. It's a big breakout game for Albert O. I big really breakout. it would be it would be an all-time moment if Albert O has a big week for the Eagles and Josh has to come in here next week and be like, about, he's so good, man. I know he really is the tight end five in Dynasty. Dude, PFF was right. Let's yeah, go. PFF was right all along. All right. Uh let's get into running backs. Uh this actually shouldn't be too hard. Uh there's two of them. Uh, for the most part. Uh, I really don't envision this being a big running game, though. Uh, personally, I think this should be more of the passing game, although Swift should be still a great play, who's been getting 16-plus carries a game. 
Uh, Goddard is unfortunately out for the next month as uh, Billy did not mention his name in there, you know, or at least playing wise. Uh, we should see a good percentage of his workload. Pod, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, fair enough. Not gonna talk about players on the IR. Do not Goddard start sitting for Dallas. you. Yeah, you're going to sit Dallas Goddard this week. Uh, okay. We should see a good percentage of that Dallas Goddard uh, workload shifted to Swift. So uh, I think Swift's just going to be do just fine with it. That's just going to be two, three extra targets for him. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, Pacheco unfortunately doesn't get super heavily involved in the passing game, but has as of late um, gets skipped over sometimes. Um, but McKinnon could have a huge game if the chiefs are ever down or in super need. I don't know how this game is going to play and I'm not going to pretend to, uh, but Pacheco gets enough of that main workload to be just fine. I think Pacheco's a start for sure. Swift's a start for sure. And then you're really thinking about McKinnon, like in a desperation flex position because man, he could get 25 points in any game, which is really stupid because he doesn't ever, but he could. Yeah, he has those random two touchdown games all the time out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. um, I got 17 I against Chicago, actually, two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I was there. I saw it. Saw it yeah. firsthand. Nice. With cool. Taylor Swift. Uh, uh, yeah, Josh, I mean, I, I think it depends on the rain, um, if they air it out or run it a lot. I mean, I, I'm on start AJ. You're obviously starting AJ. You're starting Devonta Smith. Start him. And then you're starting Rasheed Rice. Uh, I'm really open out of the bye that he actually sees his snaps continue to jump. He had 70% before going into the bye. So let's get this dude at like 80, 85% of the snaps. And I think we have a really solid wide receiver too. 46 degrees raining or no, sorry, 46 degrees windy and a slight chance of rain. This game is going to be a great game to attend, especially if you're having a couple beverages. Absolutely. I'll you got to show up early in tailgate, man. There's nothing. Oh, we have a parking pass on. apparently. And uh, so I don't know when we're getting there, but I need to talk to Spencer. I have never even remotely witnessed tailgating on that level. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a Monday night game. So I have to work that day remotely but i have to work that day and i have to somehow get him and then we got to meet up and get there so uh it's gonna be fun I mean, they make ride. ubers for a reason josh go tailgate 100 percent. true um eagles win chiefs win uh i'm gonna pick the chiefs because i cannot pick the eagles yeah, I feel like you should explain to the audience that. That's oh yeah, I guess I, I guess that's a thing. Yeah, so I don't pick. This is the first time it's happened. So um, yeah, no, I don't pick the Eagles because it's a weird reverse jinx I did last year, and we just kept winning. So like, I just got to keep going now. I just hope it's I a fun game. The Chiefs are gonna win. I just, think, I just hope it's a fun game. I'll be a Chicago Bears fan somewhere else. Okay, I just hope both both teams have fun. I, just I don't want has to be a good. No, I don't think it will be, but I would love to see a blowout like for on my side. That would be oh, okay. I was about to say that would be funny to be there for a 35-3. Dude, if I sat there and like Jalen Hurts was just like down. No, I don't feel like playing today. Let's run Mariota out there. Ugh. Yikes. Woof. That is a horror story. Okay. Well, that's a it. picture of his dick to the group chat. I did. Oh, nice. Um That'll be fun to look at. Um, all right. Week 11 uh, is in the books. You guys see any weird uh, bumps on there? I will let you know, but Joe, I'm just saying your doctor should probably look at it. I'm just saying. You should find a random nurse at a bar and ask her that. All right. No. Calm, down, that. Calm down, Deshaun. Calm down, Deshaun. All right. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Uh, 
Joe, get us out of here. <laughs> Good night.